0: Hey guys, it's Tanya. Welcome back to Beyond the Budget with Tanya Price, where we help you live the life that you want to live by showing you how to go through the steps of financial freedom. In today's episode, we have something super cool, an interview with a very, very cool woman named Stephanie. Stephanie actually has walked through, unbeknownst to Stephanie and me, actually, before we started this conversation, all the steps from the beyond the budget basics that we talked about before to move beyond money as a barrier to live the life that she wants to live. This episode is so cool. She goes to her why, which happens to be her adorable son, the process of selecting a side hustle, getting clarity over her budget, and so much more. Also at the end of the episode, Stephanie leaves a special gift for anybody who was listening to this podcast. So please stay tuned for that. Hey, if this podcast touches you in any way or helps you in any way, if you will leave a review or a rating, especially if you're on iTunes, that would help it reach more people and I would so appreciate it. Also, take a chance and join the email list. It is down in the show notes uh, with all of the other goodies that we'll talk about during this episode um, so you can stay in touch with Beyond the Budget even when you're not listening to the podcast. All right, guys, without further ado, here we go. Hey guys, it is Danielle from the Beyond the Budget podcast. I am so excited today. We're going to do something a little bit different. We have a very, very special guest with us today. Um, Someone who I know you will enjoy hearing about her story. And she might have a few little tips for us too. So today we have with us Stephanie Brinkley from the Capital Mom podcast. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to do a little excerpt or anything like that, Stephanie. I'm actually going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and and what you're all about
1: okay thank you so much for having me Danielle, on your podcast I'm just so excited to be here and speak to your audience and just really hope that you know my story can help to just give somebody else hope or an inspiration for their own life so um as you said I'm Stephanie Brinkley and I have a son who is four years old. Um, I'm married and I am on this um, journey of life. I'm right in the middle of it. Um, as far as financial freedom goes, I have not achieved financial freedom yet, but I am on that path. And I was really excited to learn about you and about your podcast, um, you know, calling it Beyond the Budget is such a... A good idea because I think that is one of the things that I've learned is you can only budget so much, and so I'll just kind of go back to the beginning of my stay-at-home mom journey. So I am a stay-at-home mom um, who also dabbles in lots of entrepreneurship and businesses and just trying everything out. Um, so. Ever since I was a young girl, I always dreamed about becoming a stay-at-home mom. Um, I just always knew, like, I want to have kids, and when I do, I'm going to stay home. There was no question. I did not count on going through an infertility journey that was almost two decades long and um, it taking so long. I thought I would be like my mom, who had four kids before she was 30, and <laughs> We're all grown up by the time that she's 55. But yeah. um, for me, you know, I didn't have my son until I was 38. And by that time, I had already established a career as a teacher. And I had really almost given up on my dream of becoming a stay at home mom. Uh, the closer I got to 40, I was just like, okay, this might not be happening for me. And it just, when it did happen, It was such a miracle and also such a blessing, and I just immediately knew, like, I'm leaving teaching. I'm going to stay home with my baby. My husband was not as much on board with that idea. However, he knew it was very important to me, and so he agreed we could try for one year and see what would happen. So um, the problem with all of this is that because I had almost given up on my dream of being a stay-at-home mom, I was not putting the financial plans in place where, Mm -hmm. you know, I could have had years of building something up and uh, saving a lot of money and being ready. I just wasn't even thinking about that happening. So I more had the mindset of like, well, we'll just, when it happens, we'll figure it out. And I thought it would be easy to find a job where I could work from home and keep my baby and if anything i thought well i can always you know babysit other kids mm-hmm. but then when i had my baby i just wanted to be with my baby you know i yeah. have always been a caregiver i have always worked with um kids in whether teaching or as a nanny or in daycares and i was just determined like i want to be with my own child and give him that all of that attention and so I started just searching, like, what can I do? What can I do? And I came across, you know, virtual assistant, freelance writing, um, teaching students in China online late at night. Um, And I I tried a lot of things and I dabbled in a lot of things. But I also knew that if I was going to really make it work, I was probably going to have to gain some more skills in that area. So, Mm -hmm. I started seeing all of these different um, courses that were available and I started listening to a lot of podcasts and that's why I have such a love of podcasts because podcasting. (laughs) um, podcasting is perfect for moms because you can put it on while you're doing other things and listen and just you kind of feel connected to someone else. And when I had my baby, it was 2019, and I started really listening to podcasts in 2020 right before the pandemic hit, and I felt like during the pandemic, um, that was how I stayed connected to people was by listening to podcasts. Um, but as I got more and more ideas of things that I could do to earn money from home, I also just got more and more overwhelmed, um. I saw one of the podcasts. You have a link on your current podcast episode to the Side Hustle Nation. And that was one of the very first podcasts that I started listening to a lot. And Nick Loper is amazing, and he has shared so many ideas on there. I would be I would tell my husband, Oh, you've got to hear about this and you've got to hear about this. Um, but I started getting overwhelmed and kind of felt stuck. Like, I don't know which route to take. And of course, at that time, because I had left teaching, um, I was earning more money than my husband was in, in his current job. Um, leaving teaching really put us in a financial bind. Um, since I was earning so much more than he was at that time. And I felt very stressed, like, I don't have the time or the money to waste, right, by, you know, buying different courses, and what if that doesn't work? And what if that's not what I want to do? And I think because of that, I just I kept putting more and more pressure on myself. But I just kept listening to these podcasts and getting these ideas. And eventually I was like, you know what? I need to talk to real people who are doing these things. And I need yeah. to find out how did you get from where I'm at right now, where I feel so pressured and so scared and so indecisive to making a considerable income. So this was in twenty the summer of 2021. I started my podcast, the Capital Mom Podcast where I could interview real moms who were earning at least $2,000 a month because that's what I needed at the time um, and doing it on their own terms. So I wanted to talk to moms who weren't having to put their kids in full-time daycare to earn that kind of money. And it just opened so many doors. I got to talk to so many fantastic women from just all walks of life, um, single moms, married moms, older moms, younger moms. And it gave me so much peace and hope. And the the thread and the theme that really ran throughout those conversations was just try, just try something, you know, don't, be so scared because I was kind of afraid of that commitment well if I commit to this like I got to do this for the next five years or whatever yeah. but it's like you don't have to you can especially change.
0: when there's like an investment involved you feel like fearful that okay if I invest this amount because some of those courses are not cheap then what if I don't like it or what if I fail? Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just thought that's something where I would say yes, for sure. One of the ways that I reframe that is like if you look at the average cost of one college course, Mm -hmm. it's about $700 even at a community college, and that's not even the whole degree. So whether you're paying for it on your own or you're getting the 30 hours for a certificate or whatever, you're going to pay a considerably larger amount of money to learn intro to business or the introduction like uh, you know, human anatomy or physiology, whatever it is that actually won't lead you to a different de- degree. That uh, that's not to say don't like you need to go ahead and take a whole bunch of courses, but I definitely understand where you're coming from and they're like investing and then not being sure and they're feeling a lot of overwhelm uh from from all of the choices that <laughs> that are out there to for people to make extra money to grow that gap in their income.
1: Yes. And I love that you talk about growing the gap because Um, as I said earlier, there's only so much you can do with Mm budgeting. If you don't have enough income to cover all of your, you know, basic things, because I mean, at the time we had, like our vehicles were paid off, we didn't have a lot of credit card debt. Um, We weren't like, going on vacations and, you know, having all these things, but it was just our basic needs were not we were not able to fully cover those yeah um and so that was where we really had to focus was on growing that gap <laughs> let me think about what i was saying
0: um i can actually ask you a question if you want wanted okay. If you... yes okay so stephanie you talked a little bit about how um what you were feeling, right? And we call that on this podcast, we call it the why. So we first establish our why before we start any type of financial journey, whether it's to pay off debt, increase your income, figure out where your money's going, whatever you are trying to do. And so your why was you and your son and your methodology was just to try to find something on your own terms because, and it it will correct me if I'm putting words in your mouth, because you have seen that, you know, yes, you could work for somebody else, you know, teaching English or whatever it was that you could possibly do from home. But it was going to have to be something that was on your own terms, on your own time. And so kind of explain to me, once you went through Side Hustle Nation, which, yeah, we talked about Side Hustle Nation on our Increase Your Income podcast. If you haven't heard that one, I'll link it in the show notes below. Um, But so I've already heard your story. So I'm like getting super excited about this. So Kind of walk us through what did you do then? Like, okay, if you weren't, if you didn't want to invest in all the courses, and you, you know, you started to meet these women, you talked, talked about them, seeing the creative ways that they um, were earning money. Like, how did your path lead you to what you are doing today to support yourself um, and and all that?
1: So, what I realized also in my conversations with different people was that i was going to have to make some sort of an investment whether it was financial time or a little bit of both and so i first started to wrap my mind around that and say okay well let's say that i have to invest a thousand dollars in learning a new skill or taking a course or setting something up then how long might it take me to earn that back and also make more on top of that so really thinking about that return on investment and also i had to wrap my head around the fact that it's okay if 3 months down the road 6 months down the road i realize this isn't working for me and i'm going to try something else that's mm-hmm. okay um and then what really got the ball rolling um, cause I, I had kept thinking, I have to earn this money. I have to be the one to bring in this extra because I didn't want to put extra burden and stress on my husband. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he was already remember kind of like, eh, I don't, we need a two income household. Like you need to go back to work. Um, so I was trying to figure it all out on my own, but as I was sharing these ideas from different podcasts that I heard One in particular came up, and it was um, for the trucking industry, where you could purchase a semi, hire a driver, put it on with a third-party logistics company, and earn a passive income. Similar to like real estate, where you buy a home, put a renter in it, and then they're sending you um, the mortgage plus, hopefully, more than that, so you get a passive income from that. And so um, at the same time that we heard about this idea, my husband's friend who lives in another state was about to teach a class because he had been doing this for the past few years and we didn't even realize it. And he was about to teach a class to teach other people how to get into it. And so it just everything felt like the right timing to just go for it and try. So we invested in that class. Um, And we learned the step by step of what to do to purchase a semi and do what we needed to do to get it on the road. Well, in that process, we realized we do not even have enough for a down payment on a semi because they're, you know, super expensive. And on top of that, in the area we live in, um, we found out that cargo vans were actually um, in higher demand for like last mile delivery. Um, And so we thought, well, you know, we can't we don't have enough to put in a down payment on a semi, but we can put a down payment on a cargo van. And so our plan was basically to do the same thing, but on a little bit smaller scale to hire a driver and get them on with a third party logistics company to run a route. So we did that. And then um, I think it was like the day before or a couple days before he was supposed to start his route. Um, He backed out and said he didn't feel comfortable doing it. And my husband at that time was still working, you know, his full-time job and that our plan was for him to keep doing that. And we're like, what are we going to do? Let this contract go or, or what? We couldn't find anyone that fast. So He decided to take a vacation, like a week vacation, and just try out the route himself and see how it went. And in that meantime, maybe find another person to drive the route. But while he did that, he wound up really liking it. And he decided, you know what, this is our business. Let's just go all in on this. Because the job that he had before, he knew he could get another job like that, or even the same job he could go back to. Um, And so we just took the leap and we, we had our own business and we went full time in that. And we started that in 2021, um, spring of 2021. And then, uh, we started with just that one route that he drove and now we're up to five routes and three contracts. So it's very exciting. And then, you know, that's how we kind of got over that hump. And now we're just dabbling in lots of different things.
0: Yeah, that is so cool. So basically, you you had your why, your son, and you started thinking about, okay, you know, you actually had to have budgeted somewhere in there. I'm going yes. through the process that we talk about on this podcast all the time. So establishing your why and then figuring out your finances, right? Getting clarity over those. Otherwise, you wouldn't have known that you needed the $2,000, right? Unless you yes. were just guessing. <laughs> you knew how much you needed, and then yes. you gave yourself grace to try to figure out a way. And, uh, I have a podcast where we talk about this a little bit. I'm going to be linking a bunch of episodes in the show notes. It looks like today, but we talk about like the intersection between what you it's like, uh, how easy it is to start. Do you actually like doing it? How fast you'll make money? And then how much your like investment. It, we I, There's like a quadrant of things to decide on something. And it sounds like what you were saying was like, you vetted those things that you could have done you put them through the test. Like I don't want to stay up super late at night to teach these people or this one is taking too much time. Or for example, the semi is too expensive to come down to something that was reasonable for you and for your husband. And it's win, 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 right? He's probably, you know, he's making enough of course to cover everything. And then you get to stay at home and then follow your dreams. But not only that, you get to bless other people by sharing the story of what you've done. Um, In the process. And I just think that's so cool. I would also like to say that I feel like, you know, that term financially free, like, I think people say that too. um, At the beginning, you said you're not financially free, but I would argue that you are financially free because your finances are giving you the freedom, right, to do what you would like to do. And that doesn't mean that you're, you know, balling like Elon Musk or or somebody like that or you you make you a millionaire but what it means is you've created a situation in your finances where you're free to focus on what you want to focus on. I wish we could reframe what well, financially free. That's that's my version. Um yeah, of what it, that is be.
1: true. There are different um levels and different definitions mm-hmm. of it. So that that's very true. Yeah. Um you know, one of the things that I want to be very transparent and also hopefully to just inspire others We are not, you know, out of debt. We have credit card debt. We have um, business debt, but we're using that as our tool to get Mm -hmm. to where we need to be. So we're we're very intentional about it, and we do have plans to get out of that. So
0: as prioritizing right now,
1: yeah. And as we've gone on and increased the income, we've been careful not to increase our lifestyle yeah so it's now we're at that place where okay everything's covered we can save some and it we have the space and the freedom to try other things Mm -hmm. on top of this which is really fun
0: yeah I think that's so cool that you say that too because I think um like we have to we have to learn to trust ourselves to 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 do with our money the things that we prioritize and that are important to us, even if they don't make sense to the rest of the world or to the gospel about finances that's being preached from the rooftops, like um the last episode um that I recorded actually is about what I would do differently if I could restart my debt free journey, and one of the things that I said on that podcast is that um, I wish I had focused less on the end goal of being debt free and more on creating uh positive money habits to become a person who knows how to handle their finances instead of you know the debt the debt the debt is so evil and it is for a lot of people it is what's holding you back you know if we didn't have any bills then you could stay home with your your son easily i'm assuming like you know i don't know what type of um we I live in a low cost of living area, but some places are more expensive. But a lot of people, if they didn't have the payment or if they didn't have the debts, then you don't have any bills. You don't have, to, you don't have to make that much money. So there is a place and it is a tool and it's important, but it's not a part of everybody's journey from the beginning. It's not what you absolutely have to do from the beginning. And I think that's so cool about you, Stephanie, and that, you know, you didn't go straight to that because that's not how you wanted your story to go. Um, but you were able to still increase your income. So um, tell us a little bit about where your plans are for the future. So you overcome the hump of, OK, yeah, we need to uh, we need to get rid of this deficit. Your husband, I'm assuming, is still enjoying the the business that you guys have created. Entrepreneurship seems to be working well for you. Um, what are your plans for the future um, with your finances?
1: Yes. So. Uh, it's really interesting because um, about a year ago, I found out about something called Salesforce, uh, a CRM tool, and you can get your certification in it. And it has like really good pay, and it's a you can get a remote job doing it fairly easily. So I went on a path to get my certification for that, and I did get my certification last summer. I actually got a job doing that in November for a local bank and it was not remote but I thought well I'm gonna get my foot in the door so I get some experience on my resume I was there for six months and I just I love I liked the job and I liked going out of the house to work a little bit, but I felt like I couldn't give the best energy and the best self to my son because it was like I was giving my best to this 40 hour week job. And so at that time, um, I decided to come back home. My husband and I had been talking about wanting to start an e-commerce business. Um, I had been wanting to get back to my podcasting and help other women who wanted to, um, you know, it's, we talked about this a little bit yesterday, it's not as much about wanting to like stay at home with your kids and be full time at home with your kids. But it's really about creating those options and that freedom, so that you can make the choices that you want to make for your family. Um, And so I thought, why am I, you know, going to this job and putting all my effort and energy into this and doing a good job and learning all these new skills when I could be putting that into my own businesses. Mm -hmm. And so also at that same time that I decided to leave, this was back in April, um, our business had an opportunity to expand and take on some more contracts, which meant that my husband was going to be busier with that. So it all just worked out. But, you know, looking at it i love it because we are just living life on our own terms and that's really our goal we want to eventually get to a place where we are um, location optional as well so you know our cargo van business is not um so much location independent like we we kind of have to be here for it until we build it to a point where we have managers you know people in place Mm. that can run the business so we're really trying to build streams of income now that will be able to be where we can be remote we can travel more and just expand our freedom even more and and one of our big things is we really want to teach our son and and instill in him that whatever type of life he wants to live he can you know i grew up um especially from like my dad's, um, mentality was like, there's only certain things that people like us can do. (laughs) And I just, I feel like I'm breaking out of that mold and I don't even want him to be in that mold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's understandable. Um, so thank you so much for sharing your story about, you know, how you, you had your son And uh, you figured out what you guys needed to do and you expanded and started a business. You've journeyed into entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about your work with the Capital Mom podcast.
1: Yes. So, I, like I said, I kind of got busy doing other things and I'm getting ready to relaunch my podcast because. Talking to other women like you and just different women who are building, setting up lifestyles that they can be in charge of and make their own choices. It's so invigorating. And I think that these stories need to be shared even more. Actually going back into the workplace and being around some women there who, it was interesting, on my team there were two women who were pregnant and they were going to have their babies They were due to have their babies this summer. And so hearing their perspective about what am I going to do about daycare and maternity leave is only this long and seeing how they felt like that was their only option. Yeah. It reminded me that that's the majority of women in our society. They, They think there's only like one path. It's either or. And so I really want to... Fire back up with this podcast, relaunch it, and start interacting with more women who are either soon-to-be mothers or they're already in motherhood, but they're feeling trapped and feeling like they only have so many options. I want to be a resource to them um, to point them in the direction that they want to go, like you talk about helping people find their why because when you know your why it helps you stick to the path so much better mm-hmm. um so helping people discover like why is this important to you what would you what would be your ideal if money wasn't an obstacle yes. some people can't even dream beyond that because it is such a strong need and they're in that kind of survival mode yeah um i you know i feel like when women are in survival mode, which so many of us have been in that place at some point in our life, we make decisions based out of like a desperation and out of a, um, just that place of like need and scarcity. And it's not always the best decision that we could make for our families. In the moment it's the best, but if we didn't have to deal with that, Imagine what type of lives our kids could lead. Yeah, You know, like I think about a mom who they have no other option for daycare, but to leave them with a certain family member. And while their child is there, something bad happens because there's another person that comes into the home and, you know, hurts them. Things like that, where it's, if the mom had another option, she would not choose that. Yeah, Or she would be she maybe they wouldn't be there as long so just things like that I want women to have the freedom and the options and I want to help um just open up the possibilities
0: yeah and it sounds like you're doing that uh, with the women that you've already spoken to and also with sharing your story here today so just to wrap up I know that you said you have something to offer the audience today
1: yes so I have a free guide. It is my top 10 income ideas for moms who need to earn money from home um, and want the flexible hours. And so these top 10 ideas come from women who I've interviewed on my podcast. There is a blurb for each of the ideas and also a link to each of the episodes so that if you resonate with one of the ideas, you can go in and actually hear that mom's story. And so um they can get that freebie at capital dash mom dot com. That's the website. Capital mom dot com.
0: Awesome. And I also will put that in the um in the show notes below so everybody can just click down there if you um if you want to get a hold of that resource. Well thank you so much, Stephanie for being on the podcast today your story inspired me I've never heard of that before and just the fact that you 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 know you saw the need that you had in your life and you went out there and you researched and you got it and you had the courage to get the education you needed to do it and you did it like you didn't think about it you didn't just absorb the information you had action and look at the result for your family and I believe that in so many ways you are financially free now because it gave you the freedom to choose your why so if you guys enjoy this episode, um, stay tuned for the future episodes we have coming up. I also will be on Stephanie's podcast. So maybe uh, subscribe to her podcast, the Capital Mom podcast to hear me on there um, in just a few weeks, maybe a week or two. Um, but uh, yeah, if you want to hear more stories like this one or you need help in your financial journey, be sure to listen to the next episode. Until next time. Bye, guys.